The big question is, how does someone with MS actually improve their mobility, strength, energy, independence, the list goes on. My name is Dr. Gretchen Hawley, physical therapist and multiple sclerosis specialist. Welcome to the Missing Link Podcast. Tune in as I share the top strategies and exercises to help you gain control over your life with MS using research-driven insights and advice from top industry experts. Whether you're newly diagnosed or have had MS for over 30 years, whether you have relapsing MS or progressive MS, this podcast is for you. You're sure to feel empowered and inspired after each episode. Ready? Let's dive in. Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I am interviewing disability advocate Haley Aspinall. She's had multiple sclerosis for 23 years, and while her MS symptoms challenge her daily, she's able to maintain a positive outlook overall. On today's episode, Haley shares her tools and strategies to maintain her independence, feel good on the inside and out, and how her disability advocacy has led to changes in her local community and online. Thank you so much for being here with us today. It's lovely to be here. Thank you for asking me, Doctor. It's lovely to meet you. Of course. So I've got a lot of questions for you, and we'll dive into a little bit more about your MS journey and the ways that you have been able to thrive with your journey and your symptoms and all that good stuff. But before we do, I'd like to ask you a question from my interview deck to help our Mm -hmm. listeners get to know you a bit better. Is that okay with you? Absolutely. Okay. Your question is, what are most people afraid of that doesn't scare you? Using mobility aids now really doesn't scare me. I love that. That's a really good one. Oh, thank you. you. I'm finally accepted to everything now and it doesn't scare me. So in fact, I'm thriving with it. I just think, well, I'm carrying on being my best self. So yeah. When did you start to adopt that mindset? Have you always felt that way or is it new? No, it's relatively new. I've used mobility aids a lot over my course of having multiple sclerosis, but it's been since my last relapse last year that I've really struggled. So therefore, I, yes, want to keep myself well and strong, and I do, but I am happy using mobility aids and I will use them because it keeps me going as Haley. so... That's why I think I've embraced them for for sure. I love hearing that. I think it's easier said than done, but it's almost a necessity to think of them in that way because if you don't, you're probably having a negative association with them and you'll be less likely to use them, which will either cause tripping or falls or some type of injury or isolation because you're not going out and doing the things that you want to do. Exactly. Exactly. And in the past, I didn't go out when I was in a relapse or when I was really bad. I just didn't, you know. And now I think, no, I've got a life to live. So I shall go out using whatever I need on that day. So what type of mobility aids do you have? Do you have multiple to use based on how you're feeling? I do. I am mainly wheelchair since my last relapse. 
But around the house, I'm mobile enough. I'm currently sitting on my rollator. I use my rollator around the house quite a lot, actually, with my balance and being able to sit down instantly again and, and what have you and to stop the throbbing pain that's always in my right leg. It eases that pressure from my right side. And then I'll use crutches and a walking stick. But where I live, I've got a lot of distance to cover. I'm like going out shopping and, and what have you. I am safer and better in both my manual wheelchair and also my electric wheelchair. And I love my electric wheelchair because that saves my arm, my right arm as well, because I have a problem with my right arm. So it is mainly wheelchair out in public, but I will still use other mobility aids around the house. I love that, that it's so powerful to have something specific for what you need for how you're feeling and for the specific activity that you need to do. And to be honest, I don't think a lot of people talk about it. I think a lot of people just assume, oh, I am a cane user or I am a rollator user and they just have one thing. But the reality Mm -hmm. is, especially with MS, every day is different. And there's so much power in using with just whatever you need to use that day. I totally, totally agree. And it all fell into place last year. And I can't believe it did, but it all fell into place the way that it did. You know, during the relapse, it was a good few months, couldn't really walk. So therefore my wheelchair was a godsend. And then obviously you get stronger. And yes, I'm still in the still in this gray area of relapse remitting but I'm dealing with so many more problems that you know I think right well I'll have to pull on this mobility aid today or I just want to be on my feet today and I want to be up you know I might not be able to get far without you know without having to sit down or what have you so therefore my rollator comes into play and I think right well I can do my rollator today you know and what have you and I think it's so powerful if you have all the tools around you And you literally pull on whatever you need for that day. And I really do do that. Yeah, absolutely. And so I have more questions for you on that. But for before we get to that, can you share a little bit about your MS journey? You've had MS for 23 years now. Mm -hmm. Can you share for our listeners who don't know who you are a little bit about what your struggles were and how you got to where you are right now? Okay, so I was 13 years of age at high school and I'd had some vaccinations done at school. And within a few weeks of having the vaccinations, I'd had glandular fever and glandular fever now I know is a strong link, apparently, the Epstein-Barr virus connection with MS. But back then, 20 odd years ago, it just happened whereby I had this illness, had the vaccinations And then I woke up with severe pins and needles one day. And within the space of a week, I was paralyzed from the neck down. Everything had shut down. My lungs had stopped working. My arms had stopped. My legs had totally stopped working. I couldn't really feed myself. I was on a drip and a ventilator. And, you know, it was it was quite severe. It was was awful what happened to me straight away. It wasn't mine wasn't a gradual symptom appearing diagnosis it was a big hit of symptoms all in one go sorry my speech goes a bit funny when I'm a bit tired and I know you'll understand that sorry but yeah so that was and I spent about four months in hospital um initially diagnosed with transverse myelitis but then eventually it was it came back as severe aggressive relapse remitting multiple sclerosis because I relapsed again whilst in hospital but I 
managed to get my mobility back and I was in my wheelchair and then I started then learning to walk with crutches and had physio and everything else and things started to slowly but surely come back and then I eventually was able to carry on my life but then over the past 20 odd years in and out of hospital having steroids going through the relapses going through the spasms the cramps the sight loss not being able to literally do anything for myself particularly you know walking and stuff like that I had a lot of spasms and what have you so yeah it's it's been all up and down but then I was then I found Ty Sabri when I was age 21 and when I had Ty Sabri Ty Sabri was my magic drug I was able to live a fantastic life you know I was able to go to work I've done everything I've had a family we've built a home of you know in between obviously my symptoms flaring up now and again but it wasn't extreme like it was happening before I found I Sabri because damage was still obviously continuing to happen with what, what I was on so uh, yeah it was all been a bit of a whirlwind and then it was last year like I say I had a big hit of everything kind of go wrong but I had to change my treatment then to Ocrevus so I think that was also a problem happened when obviously I came off the treatment but that's been my MS in a nutshell really and that's how it started it started a very long time ago in childhood yeah and one thing that again if the people listening right now if they don't know who you are they might not follow you on Instagram but on Instagram you are this ray of light and sunshine and you share so much confidence and awareness and so I guess I'm curious Have you always been able to bounce back from all the relapses, all the times you were hospitalized and you were better and then hospitalized? How have you been able to have your spirits uplifted and maintain this level of positivity throughout all of that? Oh, thank you. I maybe, maybe it comes from the fact that I, I kind of know no different. You know, I was a child when I was given this diagnosis and I got through all that stuff and I think it's just the resilience of having that fight and having that feeling of I don't want MS to totally control my life I don't want it to control it kind of controls my body but I don't want it to control me and me as a person and my life so therefore I I just think well I'm still alive I got through everything I got through and I get up every day every day is not a great day it really isn't I have really bad days but I let the bad days happen now. I think, do you know what? I'm going to close the book on that day and tomorrow might just be a better day. And if it is, then I'm happy. And that's that kind of, that gets me through and knowing how, how bad I was and, and, and actually on a side note, I've, I've had three close calls with not being here in this life. So that keeps me going. I think I'm still here. Yeah, it's cool to hear you say that because I don't have MS, but one thing that I have always found hopeful about Uh MS is the fact that it is different for everyone and it is different today. And so Uh you can choose to see that as a limiting factor, like as this, how scary the unknowns are, but you can also choose to see it as hope that just because today Mm -hmm. is a bad day doesn't mean that tomorrow will be. Exactly. Yeah. So, all right. And you've mentioned that you use multiple mobility aids based on what you need that day. Is there any other like tools, whether they're physical tools or strategies mentally that you use to help you get through your days and help you just keep going after life and just keep that control yourself? 
I think what's actually helped me is the job I used to do. I used to be a beauty therapist and that keeps me going because I know this is vanity, but it does keep me going in a sense. I'll get myself up and ready and dressed and feel good about myself. And when I feel good about myself, I feel I can push myself a little bit more and have that little bit of fight in me so I can go out and do my daily life. And um, social media, weirdly, has actually helped me in my toolbox. I can see other people's inspiring stories. I can socialise with people. I can help people and I can answer any questions that they have. And I think, do you know what? I've made a little bit of a difference there. And I think that keeps me going quite a bit, actually, is having this, this wonderful community, which I only found last year because I kind of was off social media I didn't really do much of it but now I'm, I'm very much an advocate of MS and I'm very much a disability advocate and actually helping more actually helping more and actually helping people around me has been my little way of life I love it and so if I can put it out there on my Instagram and my stories and stuff and people enjoy it then I'm, I, I like that I like I like making people happy and that's that's what keeps me going and keeps me hopeful for the future as well. Yeah. And you definitely do. You can tell that from all of the content that you post that again, I can tell that you feel joy in making it and like all of the engagement and comments, like you're definitely building this support community. And I loved your tip of getting dressed and, you know, intentionally doing things that make you feel good. Because again, I don't have MS, but for me, when COVID hit, and especially because I work from home, it is Mm. so easy to not get dressed in the morning. It's so easy to just stay in your pajamas or I tend to exercise first thing and I'll just stay in my workout clothes all day long. Mm -hmm. But you Mm -hmm. feel different when you actually get ready for the day. Even if it takes you hours versus just 30 minutes or whatever it used to. So I think that's a really powerful tip of just be intentional about doing the things that make you feel good because then you'll show up differently. You do. And it it does change your mindset a little bit. But I, I always think to myself, I don't put too much pressure on myself to do it because if I know I just can't do it and my arm won't cooperate so I can't hold my hair dryer or I can't do my hair the way I want to one day if I can't do it then I just think right okay we're gonna try again tomorrow or next week or whatever you know so and yeah you do feel different when you present yourself the way you want to present yourself and you look in the mirror and think no I'm doing I'm doing my best today and I look good today So Mm -hmm. it helps me, it gets me going. (laughs) Yeah. And one thing that I've been reading over the last year or so, reading a lot of in my personal development is about Mm -hmm. how important connection is. And that's exactly what you're saying too. That one thing that really helps you is that social media, you know, social media can Mm -hmm. be amazing if it's used in the right way. And it really can form connections with people around the world. I'm in the United States. You're in Northern Ireland. Uh Like you can create connections with people all over the world about similar interests or similar situations that you're going through. It's wonderful. It actually is wonderful. I can't believe I was off social media for so long, but Oh, I was busy. (laughs) Yeah. So what made you want to get into disability advocacy? And what was your first step? When I my relapse hit last year, I first of all came back onto Instagram and, and, and opened up that world. Initially, it was I wanted to connect with 
sufferers in my local community. It's only a small community in Northern Ireland, but I wanted to connect with them and get in contact with the MS Society. So it's kind of snowballed from there. And then me, as the way that I am and the way I like to be, you know, I don't know, have a nice, have a nice time, enjoy my life, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I then decided to do weirdly a bit of like modeling for representation and to change dynamics of how disability is viewed across the world. So I was mixing the two together and then obviously getting involved in the MS Society helped me. Then it snowballed then into doing some modelling and the representation and kind of here I am. And I've kind of forgotten the start of the question. My brain has gone to shut off. <laughs> no, you're, you're answering. The question was, why did you want to get into disability advocacy and how did you get started? So I think it, oh, it and then the other thing, sorry, was the fact that I was in my wheelchair every single day and I wanted to be independent. I'm a mum at the end of the day as well. I have to look after my daughter and I don't always have somebody around me. I need to do things independently. So I had to purchase my electric wheelchair because self-propelling in my wheelchair all the time is, is incredibly difficult and my right arm it just goes, it just goes, it, it, I, I just say it goes dead. And I think we'll all know what that means. It just goes and I can't physically lift my arm. So me using my electric wheelchair actually meant that it was harder to get into places, just to go shopping, you know, accessibility in my local town. All these things started to come into play as well. And then I then decided, okay, I'm now going to be part of the council's disability advisory team because I want to make a difference there as well. Even if it's just in my local community, I want to be a voice and say, this isn't right. This isn't fair. I want to access everywhere that everybody else is accessing. So this is why this whole social media came about last year. And I didn't know how long I'd, I'd keep it up, but I've just kept going and things snowball and I just think well I'm just going to keep doing the best that I can do and help my own mental state because it helps me as well um, and then helping others so that's why Instagram has now got me on it <laughs> yeah I think that's so great I mean there's such a stigma around mobility aids of all kinds like uh-huh. I know for a fact, well, I guess I shouldn't say for a fact, but I know that when my father ages mm-hmm. and if he needs a mobility aid, he is not going to want to use one. In his mind, and I think uh-huh. most people's minds, mobility aids like canes or walker, they're for old people and they don't want to be seen as old. But I think there yes. needs to be this shift, which you are helping with, that mobility oh. aids doesn't mean that you're old. It doesn't mean that you're any less no. than. It's just no. a way to provide you with independence. Exactly. That's exactly, yeah. it's, it's exactly what it is. And that's exactly what I'm trying to do and just show people that I did a real ages ago and I'd just come from my physiotherapy appointment and I'd worked so hard in my physiotherapy and I just put a reel out there and I just said, look, you want to still remain you. Just because you're using a mobility aid doesn't mean that you're giving in. It doesn't mean that you're letting your illness take over. You're not, you're actually enabling yourself just to go out there and be you as a human and take your place in society because why not you should everybody should and I felt so passionate about that and I had so many messages come back to me and I thought you know what there's my little bit of advice and people enjoyed listening to it because you know at the end of the day it shouldn't be seen as for old people they shouldn't be 
just seen as oh you know if you if you use a wheelchair then oh you really can't walk well no there's so many disabilities out there that are so dynamic and none of it means that you're giving in to anything and I think that's what I want to say to everybody and that's that's where I'm coming from and as a woman as well I have to support men and women through this MS journey and, and using mobility aid but as well from a woman's point of view I don't want any women to feel any less of a woman just because they're using a mobility aid and that's where I'm my standpoint is <laughs> that's so great and can you share with us where people can find you if they do want to follow along with you I am mainly on Instagram which is at my sassability and I'm trying to do TikTok I'm not great at TikTok and I am on Instagram as Haley sassability but I'm mainly Instagram so it's my Awesome. And I will put your handle in the show notes too. So if anyone is listening and wants to just click to go to your page, don't put that there. This has been so insightful and I appreciate you taking your time to chat with me and just talk all things about how you've been able to keep a positive mindset and get into disability advocacy. I think it's so amazing. It helps me helping helps me. <laughs> yeah. You know? so, um, I, I would like to make a little bit of a difference in, in society and show that we we are all very valued and valid members of society with or without mobility aids. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for being here. Ah, <laughs> oh, thank you so much for having me, Doctor. It's been lovely to chat to you. Thank you for listening to today's show. I am so grateful to have you as a listener. If you'd like extra resources, such as a video of one of my seated exercise classes, my favorite core exercises, and the opportunity to ask me your questions, head to missinglink.com forward slash insider. That link will be shared in the show notes along with links to my social media handles. If you loved this episode and think a friend or family member with MS would benefit from listening, please go ahead and text or email this podcast to them right now. Sharing this podcast will help me educate and empower as many MS warriors as possible. Thanks again for joining and be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Missing Link Podcast.